Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is what sets me apart. You know, obviously, I was one of the very few Asian guys, and still, there's really not Asian guys doing this at all. I was gonna say, I, yeah. I think you're the only one I see all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was one of the few that like did this. Like, you know, this is five and a half years ago. So I was one of the few Asian guys to do it. At the same time, I also felt like that was part of my weakness because a lot of the fashion brands, even five, six years ago, they're not as diverse as it is today. So if you're talking about a brand that is, you know, maybe their brand history is always using a white person, maybe that's their brand aesthetic. I don't know what it is, right? Like that—that's their marketing plan. But like, you know, maybe they're just not used to working with a Asian talent, or you know, like hiring such diversity five, six years ago. So when I first starting out, it's just like, oh man, like, you know, am I gonna get this influencer work? Am I gonna get the sponsor work with this brand? Like. Does this fit? So I felt like early on, it was even though yes, that 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 did make me unique, but I felt like that was like a weakness because it was like, oh, I'm not as marketable as others. But throughout the years, marketing has changed a lot, and like brands realize how powerful influencer marketing is, social media marketing is. So now they're targeting obviously more diverse audiences, and they're realizing obviously such a global appeal. You know, if especially if you want to market to Asian clientele in Asia, or you know, just in general, if you want your brand to be seen as more of a diverse brand, you can do it through an influencer like me. How you day? How you day? That was the voice of Leo Chan. Now, Leo and I have a very interesting journey. We both started our current careers right around 2014, and we were pivoting into what we do today. And it's interesting to you know catch up with someone who was charting their career path as you were doing yours. Because it involved a lot of risks taken, and coming from the backgrounds we both came from as immigrants, it's interesting to see how believing in yourself, being focused on your brands, and understanding storytelling really helps. We dive into his story from immigrant to influencer, from finance to fashion, and also Leo's a pretty cool guy. I mean, just check out his Instagram, check out his TikTok, check out his website, and you'll understand why I'm saying that. One more housekeeping item before we go. I want to tell you about UID Collective. As many of you know, I did the Let's Talk Buy series last month, and what I did at the end of June was launch a collective with a bunch of cultural competency resources. This collective is full of resources for people who want to be anti-racist, people who want to be diversity, equity, and inclusion professionals, people who are interested in being activists, people who are interested in sitting with the discomfort and understanding. 
how to effectively connect across cultures, people who are raising multicultural kids, a whole bunch of things. Courses, PDFs, resources, you name it, it's right there. And the good news is that it's less than $50 a month. So all you need to do is click the link in the bio if you want to join. And I will encourage that you do this with someone. You know, it's always great when you have someone to hold you accountable because the journey to be anti-racist is a lifelong journey. It's not a trend. All right. Enjoy the episode and see you soon. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's guest is Leo Chan. Now, Leo was born in Hong Kong, moved to New York City when he was 10, and he started Levitate Style in 2014 to show his passion in photography, modeling, style, and traveling around the world all in one. He first started with photography as a hobby back in high school, and then some modeling part-time for two years, and he's worked in corporate banking for four years before he actually started Levitate Style. It's an interesting story how we met. I believe we met through a mutual friend, and I actually think it was 2014 when we met, so it's it's so good to, to hear from you and see you now in 2020. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. I'm so excited to be here. The pleasure is mine. So... You've had this third culture kid background. That that was one of the points of connection that we had where you grew up in, you were born in another, another culture and you came here and you were, bat, you were not battling, but you're dealing with the duality of expressing yourself where, okay, am I this enough, that enough? And then you found your identity and you also found your passion while you are in the quote unquote conventional job, the job that you were expected to do. I wonder if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background growing up and some of the experiences you had that led you to become the influencer that you are now. Yeah, uh, funny you brought that up first because like that's that was just amazing how we first met because we just like bonded over our love for basketball and just talking yes. about like the culture that we grew up with here. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's see. So yeah, so I moved to New York City when I was 10 years old. I moved around Queens a lot. And as an immigrant kid with my Asian parents, of course, like we came here pursuing this American dream. And so my parents are always like, okay, you know, you're going to study hard, study hard, study hard. So I was the first to go to college in my family. And obviously I felt the pressure to, you know, study something that's going to get me a good job out of college. But that's the whole point, right? Right. So, you know, me as an Asian kid and also, I, you know, I was I was kind of good at math. So I figured, OK, like what's like a sure thing out of college? Like I figure I, I'm going to college to get a job, not for interest, really. So I study accounting because I figure coming out of school with a business and accounting degree, I can find a job somewhere. And so that's what I did, even though I honestly hated it. Um, I like barely passed my classes, but I did it. I got my degree. Um and then I started working at Morgan Stanley and Barclays Bank. And I was working there for about total, like about five years. And I was working on more on the investigations, compliance side of the business. But throughout the years growing up in New York City, I've always loved basketball, sneakers, fashion, just because like that's really what you see a lot when you come to New York. Like that's the culture here. That's the street style here. Um but I've, yeah, so, so I've always loved fashion. I've always loved photography as a hobby. And so I really just kept my passion, my hobbies up, even though my job was a corporate job. Um, yeah. And then when we saw that Instagram was becoming a thing and blogs were a thing, that's when we're like, okay, like, this is, you know, 
this could be an interesting side hustle, you know, like let's see where this can take us. And so I started the blog with my girlfriend, Alicia. And yeah, that was just at the time when we were like, okay, like a, a lot of girl bloggers were doing this thing, but there weren't only, there were only like a handful of guys doing it. And also a big part of me is um, representing the Asian community because growing up, you don't really see Asian in a really positive way. You don't really see Asians in fashion, in magazine, in movie, TV, all of that. So a part of that was also to kind of kind of make that change. Like do you, if you want to see the change, you got to be the change. And so like part of all of those things, uh, pursuing my passion was also representing the Asian community. Wow. It, this is also something that I, I I love about your story. It's it's this thing where you you eventually did what it is that you wanted to do because you said you just it was accountant. It was it was it was something else. But then you saw I noticed a trend and something about you. Anyone that meets Leo is very fashionable. He really knows how to put outfits together. <laughs> thank you, thank well, I, you. And <laughs> and you decided to take it upon yourself to make that a career. I wonder if there was any resistance because you were at Morgan Stanley, right? In, yeah. And in in your community and 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 in my community, it, mm-hmm. it's that that's a sense of achievement, right? It's like, oh, you've you've done it, you've done what you're supposed to do. How did you deal with the idea of saying I'm about to leave this and go to something that I'm not sure <laughs> will work out, right? But right. it's something I want to do. What well, what was that conversation like with yourself or even your family? I think just like throughout the years, like especially with like the finance career path, um, yeah, when 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 I started working at Morgan Stanley and Barclays, I honestly already felt like I hit such a huge milestone. And oh. I think as a as a as an Asian kid growing up, I think the American dream was work at a company like that and to make you know close to six figures. And it's like okay, well, you know, honestly, like at that point, I've I, I've already thought I peaked. Like I thought. This is already better than what my parents have ever done, you know? So I thought, like, wow, like, this is incredible. Like, I was already really thankful for that job opportunity. And so, like, anything else from that point is just there's nothing to lose, right? Like, I I felt like, you know, if you start something on the side, there's nothing to lose. And it's really just to try things out to see what could work. Um, And so the, the first year was really, really side hustle. Like we're talking like right after work, like nine to six, I clock out and then um, I would try to network. So I'll go to like networking events or fashion events to really meet like other marketing professionals and to meet other bloggers doing this. And by networking and meeting these people, I understood better how that industry work. And then on the weekend, a lot of the time, the weekends we are, shooting content so doing our photo shoots and then we're working out of a cafe working on a blog so it was like there was no honestly there was like no time to really hang out with friends anymore uh, we like barely watch tv um, it was just whatever free time we had we tried to work on content and networking so that first year was just a lot of that side hustle and i think like what made me felt a little bit more comfortable like quitting that whole industry was the first year was just amazing like we got to network and connect with someone from gq and gq just loved the story because a lot of people from fashion like comes from a fashion background like they study at fit like they like like their whole resume is everything that's like fashion related but here's this guy like you know like me uh, with a fashion background but i just love style and so they like really were interested in that story. And so I got featured in GQ. 
in the magazine within the first year of starting. And so that was like a huge deal and just kind of like a taste of like what influencer marketing and what blogger, um, what like what, what a fashion blog can do. And so like just having a taste of that, uh, you know, just made me wonder like what life could be like if I quit my job. Hmm. <laughs> Mm, yeah, I, and I, that's that's well said because I I think for some people listening, if if you're trying to find yourself in the story, it's you, you connected with a passion. You always, even if it was something that was a hobby, you kept doing it, and then while you were doing your job, you started off as a side hustle, and then you networked, right? So then you networked, you found the right people in the industry, you got coverage, and that gave you enough of a base where you could understand the lay of the land, but. Most important thing, my favorite thing about what you did is that you used your your uniqueness. Right? You never lost that. You are an Asian American. You come from Hong Kong. You're like, this is who I am. I'm showing up. I'm representing this. And that's how I'm going to show up. I'm someone who likes basketball, like style, sneakers, suits, and I'm going to be my own, my own identity. So I, I love that because I, I think sometimes a lot of people feel like they have to lose themselves if they're trying to get into an industry that, that they're not used to. So. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I, I, I think early on, um, you know, it was definitely like, I don't know if I would describe it as a struggle, but it was definitely like um, like an internal struggle where this is what sets me apart. You know, obviously, I was one of the very few Asian guys. And still, there's really not Asian guys doing this at all. I was going to say, I, yeah. I think you're the only one I see all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was one of the few that like, did this like you know this is five and a half years ago so i was one of the few asian guys to do it at the same time i also felt like that was part of my weakness because a lot of the fashion brands even five six years ago they're not as diverse as it is today so if you're talking about a brand that is you know maybe their brand history is always using a white person maybe that's their brand aesthetic i don't know what it is right like that that's their marketing plan but like you know maybe they're just not used to working with a asian talent or you know, like hiring such diversity five, six years ago. So when I first started out, I was just like, oh man, like, you know, am I gonna get this influencer work? Am I gonna get the sponsor work with this brand? Like, do, does this fit? So I felt like early on, it was, even though yes, that, that, that did make me unique, but I felt like that was like a weakness because it was like, oh, I'm not as marketable as others. But throughout the years, marketing has changed a lot and like brands realize how powerful influencer marketing is social media marketing is so now they're targeting obviously more diverse audiences and they're realizing obviously such a global appeal you know if especially if you want to market to asian clientele in asia or you know just in general if you want your brand to be seen as more of a diverse brand you can do it through an influencer like me right can, can you explain to the audience what influencer marketing is? Because it is taken on a life of its own. It's 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 big. I mean, you see so many people. I, I was, for example, I watch uh, <laughs> I watch the Bachelor franchise. I know everybody's like, <laughs> I, I watch the whole Bachelor Nation. But one oh, of the things uh, I yeah. notice is they they know how to leverage this into a, a career. Oh, like they're yeah. they go in there before and then all of a sudden come out with a million followers or so, and then they're like. The ambassadors of all these all these brands. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So. So. Um, okay. So to explain influencer marketing in a very uh, business and like easier sense, and like this is usually how I like to explain it to my parents, because <laughs> when I was first explained to them, they're like, "Okay, so you're a model." I'm like, "Well, no, there's a lot more involved." But 
Think of um, an influencer profile. So, you know, if they're big on Instagram. So, for example, my Instagram, I'm at about 100, 100 something thousand followers. So that's my audience. So I usually like to explain that when you look at the feed, you look at the photos. Think of this if you, if you were um, flipping through the pages of GQ. So think of like my Instagram profile as like a GQ magazine. So when you flip through the magazine, you'll see ads. That ad is how you make money from the sponsor post. So a lot of these influencers, almost like you're looking, you're flipping through and you're reading like a mini GQ magazine. And then another way I like to explain it is an influencer is like a small, small, very small celebrity. So when you think about celebrities like The Rock, um, I don't know, Ryan Gosling, uh, just think about like any celebrity that you love. Right. You like to follow them because, you know, obviously for their work, but you are interested in what they're wearing, interested in what they like. You know, it could be a water bottle. But like, oh, that's a cool water bottle. Like, I didn't know about this. So in a way, it's like a mini celebrity where it could be someone that you're, you're just interested in, you look up to, and you're interested in what they're wearing and what they're talking about. Um, yeah. And then, and then on the business side of things, when it comes to the brand side, influencer can be a way to make your brand like a person. So, you know, brands are all a company. It's a brand, it's a product, right? So when you look at a brand's influencer, uh, sorry, when, 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 you, when you look at a brand's Instagram page, it just looks like you're scrolling through a catalog, a website. But when an influencer work with them, that gives them more of a personality and makes the brand more like a person. And now, like, you can use an influencer to really tell your story, tell like the voice of the brand. So for example, if Express is all about, you know, young people getting into the next stage of the life, you know, going from college into the workforce and they're talking about like fashion, but at a good budget, they can use an influencer to tell that story better. Yeah. To humanize the brand. Exactly. Yeah. That's a better word. That's a better way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it, 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 this, it's, it's great that we are at a place where that happens, and it makes sense, right? You, the, you said you're, you're, you're many celebrities. People will normally, you know, buy from people they trust, and if you've mm-hmm. taken the time to build an audience of over a hundred thousand people, they follow you for a reason, like your style, they appreciate your story, and so if you're recommended something, whether it's it's an attempt to 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 look in a similar way or appreciate the, the the tips you offer or just as a sign of support, there's that element of hey, I'm going to do it because Leo is doing it. The other aspect of it though is you are essentially an, you know an entrepreneur, freelancer, independent contractor. How do you make sure that you're you're managing your finances and what is the business end of it? Do you do brands reach out to you? Do you negotiate a rate? Or do you already have a set rate? Does it go up every year? I'm just curious about the behind the scenes of all this. Yeah, of course. So I, I think a lot of people think of influencers as like, oh yeah, it's a cool photo and you post it. But no, like there's so much goes on behind it. Um, you know, you got to have a vision of how the campaign is going to be, what the shoot is going to be, how to style it. And then uh, thankfully, like my girlfriend and I, we started together. So she is also my photographer, my videographer. And over the years, she has taken over accounting and. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like SEO, a lot of the back-end analytics because that's more of her strength. And then... um Let's see, when it comes to like negotiations, I think in the beginning, the first two years when I'm making a name for myself, I did all the outreach. I literally would email all the brands. I would just Google like, for example, I'll just Google Gap and I'll Google like Gap marketing contact and like I'll find them on LinkedIn, I'll DM them or I'll just DM them on Instagram. Like literally like every way I can contact them, I did it (laughs) just so I can get my way in and so i think like that first year or two it was really like that whole cliche thing where you send a hundred emails and you get two back um so yeah like that that's early on how i like got to negotiate with brands and like got in contact with them um over the years now you know this is five and a half years now now that i've made a name for myself like i'm one of the bigger influencer and menswear um in the u.s now most of the brands you know i've either worked with in the past or i work with the pr company in the past and the brands know of me so a lot of the a lot of the collaboration now the brand reach out to me directly um i i, I don't really do any of the cold call emails anymore um so i'm really thankful for that um and then over the years i've also have um influencer agency um that manages my negotiations my contracts um, uh, so, so you, you, you yeah as an agency yes that's yeah. okay gotcha that makes so that's sense. that's that that makes a huge difference because now i have a manager that helps me negotiate the rate and having that middle person really helps you know like negotiate the rate try to understand what the brand is looking for so that you get a better rate or if the brand wants to do more, just like, for example, like, especially protecting me where, you know, if, you know, just especially with like usage rights, if a brand wants to blow up a photo in like Times Square, you know, it's definitely a different rate. So you want to protect yourself when it comes to usage rights for content. Um, yeah. So that's usually like a good example to, um, to explain to people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, but the rates, um, it varies, you know, like Instagram is constantly changing, which is, which is amazing. Um, when we first started out, it was like blog posts and Instagram posts. But now, you know, you can have IG story and swipe up and link in bio and carousel <laughs> posts and video and IGTV. Like it really depends on what the brand wants and yeah. how much the brand wants. And then we're charging according to a good rate. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, is so is Instagram the best platform for this? Because I, I noticed that you're on TikTok now. Everybody's on TikTok now. But what what are the best places to be an influencer for someone like you? You're a fashion influencer, so it, I, I imagine it's something visual. But yeah, with, yeah, yeah. 
For yeah, sure. Like so Instagram, Instagram has been the biggest one just because that is how the platform is. Um, and I think that's how really most of the influencers have grown on Instagram. And I think at the same time too, like Instagram realizes that's one of the biggest um, advantage. I think it's almost like influencers and Instagram grew up together. And so yeah. over the years, like just the fact that we went from a square photo to a vertical <laughs> photo, like <laughs> makes a huge difference. Like for fashion, like that's beautiful. And obviously like with smartphones getting bigger and longer, like the photos turn out really beautiful that way. Um, but yeah, for, for fashion, I'll say like for the most part, it's been on Instagram and TikTok right now. I mean, I tell every influencer to get on TikTok right now because the amount of growth and the amount of like content that can grow in that like viral sense um, is kind of like Instagram six years ago. And so like you can do a video and, you know, it, it, it could be funny or it could be still like stylish. Um, but that video could hit a million views. Whereas Instagram now has become so saturated that it doesn't really have that same, um, it doesn't really have the same amount of growth that it used to. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I'm, I'm definitely, I've been <laughs> up in my TikTok game. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not where you are yet, but I'm noticing what, what's happening though. It's, it's the consistency. It's the videos. Yeah. And it's funny. There's a moment when you start to get mini viral. I, I know you, you've gotten viral, but it just starts happening. You start getting comments, 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 comments. And then yeah, it gets crazy. Like, oh, yeah. And get you like, wait, what? I didn't think, I didn't know that this is the <laughs> one that was going to be popular, <laughs> but, but that's, that's the, the importance of consistency. Okay. Yeah. Right, and so. I, and I, and I tell people because like the strategy on TikTok, and I kind of learn how it works. Um, I'm also still trying to stay on brand. Like I'm not a good dancer. I'm not funny. So I'm not trying to do the funny dances. <laughs> and you know, my thing is still fashion and travel. And so even within my TikTok content, I'm posting more fashion, more stylish content. Um, but like for me, I've only, I'll say I go consistent, maybe one a day mm. um, for like the past four months. And I'm almost at 40,000. Wow. So I don't do the funny stuff. You know, I, I think the funny videos get a lot of views because it shares a lot. Um, so even like at a consistent rate, it's been growing. And for me, like I just want to stick to like the fashion and the suits. That's how I can be different from everyone else doing the funny dances. Um, target audience, yeah. But yeah, it's crazy because like even six months ago, TikTok was not like that. Yeah. So it has it has grown a lot and matured a lot in just six months. I mean, and and we, we gotta, we, you know, we, we'll be remiss without addressing the COVID nineteen situation, coronavirus. That has even led some people to start to explore TikTok. I've noticed where people are like, okay, I guess I'm home. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do something, and it, it's interesting, right? I, I I've noticed even some of the 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 trend and hashtags they all have to do with what distance dance, we'll stay at home. Oh yeah. You know, comedy. And, and there are unique platforms that are suited for that. So if you're thinking about, about building a personal brand, it's something that you can use to tell a story. Uh, and obviously, you have to figure out your audience, but you know you can start to work those things out. I think TikTok is very interesting because like, you know, YouTube is a lot of work, a lot, a lot of work for YouTube. And TikTok, because the way the videos are, you know, it's still kind of like 15 seconds. And, but it... If you notice, like some of the videos, like it's making you a really great storyteller. 
How yes. can you tell your story in 15 seconds? And it's a lot of effort, some some of these videos. And so I think it's challenging us, you know, with the way smartphones are. Everyone has a video camera now. Like, you can tell a story. You can shoot some cool videos all with your phone. And I think it's it's, it's just a very different content of creativity than we're used to on Instagram. Yeah. And I think, like, now you notice TikTok growing more when you see TikTok videos on Instagram. You know, like, that that's when you know it's starting to cross over more. Absolutely. Yeah, every, everybody, they will create it and they share it. And, and that's been a trend that's been going on uh, for a while now, especially this year. I just started to notice you see a lot of the, the dances. We, we both follow basketball religiously. So you see a yeah. lot of, you know, LeBron James with his family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, Bronny. Uh, everyone now is like, oh, yeah, they're doing the dance. Or Shaq with his kids. It's just infectious. Uh, Jessica Alba. There's so many people that are that are doing things yeah. and, 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 and infuses personality. So that, I think that's that, I think that's why TikTok is here to stay versus all the other apps that have kind of you know come up and try to challenge Instagram. Um, TikTok like celebrities are on it. When 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 you think about other apps that have kind of come up and try to challenge Instagram, the celebrities don't haven't gone on it yet. And then next yeah. thing you know, the app already died down. TikTok yeah. is just. <laughs> But it's just it's just a fun app. Like I think Instagram, I think like now that we've we've had like six, seven years of Instagram where it's become obviously very much a portfolio and like everyone's photo is trying to be as perfect and as like you know Instagram worthy as possible. Whereas TikTok is like just have fun, like do a video, like dance, have fun with it. You know, it doesn't yeah. need to be perfect, and that's kind of the beauty of it too. Yeah, other aspects of who you are. And, and you know, w- w- what you've done is personal branding, Leo, with your career, right? And you you branded yourself as this influencer in fashion. I'm going to call you the number one Asian influencer in fashion for sure. <laughs> Thanks. I, 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 absolutely. And and you are you have a command of how to build a brand, a personal brand, and tell a story about yourself while talking about your passion. Someone here is listening, and you're thinking, mm-hmm. I want to also be an influencer. I've heard Leo just highlight his journey and all that. What would you say, looking back, and now that you have this knowledge, are good first steps to get there in terms of building a following and telling a consistent narrative about what it is that you want to do? I think, number one, you really want to figure out what you love. I think in the beginning, my passion and interest has always been in fashion, travel, and photography. So, for example, my brother is also in the influencer game now. Um, but in the beginning, he was like, oh, you know, like he was looking at my phone. He's like, yo, that's so cool. I want to do that. I want to do fashion. But I was like, bro, you you don't even like fashion. Like, you, you, don't, <laughs> you don't like fashion like that. So, and like we tried it for fun and like he was just not good at posing. So we're like, okay, let, let's figure something else out because he loves fitness. He loves food. So I was like, okay, like this is what you love. Like, you're not going to get burned out if this is what you truly love. And I've, 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 and I've also seen it because I've seen other influencers where they kind of dip into the fashion world because they're, I don't know, I guess they're good looking, right? <laughs> but like, they yeah. don't truly love it and they get burned out or they don't have a purpose. So for me, it's just like I found my passion. I found my purpose. My passion is the fashion and the travel and all these brands that I honestly like I looked up to all these brands growing up as an immigrant kid. I never thought I could even afford buying something from like Hugo Boss, let alone working with them. Like that is like how I felt growing up. And 
now my purpose is also to represent the Asian community. So even if I don't make a dollar from this, like my photos, these like this content can really help somebody out there to have this like positive role model out there to represent the Asian community. Uh, and now, especially during this crazy time where there's so much racism going on. Yes. And so like, I think we need things like, I think we need like imagery and like content like this over and over to uplift my community like this. And so like, that's my passion and purpose. And I think that's like very, very important in the beginning. Um, and then second, you really have to understand the market. So Instagram was growing five and a half years ago, six years ago. And so there was, there's a market fit. You know, there is definitely like a niche that I could fit in. So, but now I'll say Instagram is definitely growing much more saturated. So if you want to grow on Instagram, you have to be very, very different and creative from thousands, thousands of content creator now. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like now you have to be very, very different from thousands and thousands of content creators to stand out. So that's why you have to find different platforms. If you're really great at, you know, you could be really great at starting a podcast or, you know, maybe your YouTube video could be something about very niche that no one's really talked about. Or, yeah, maybe TikTok is the right platform because it's growing right now. So second is really finding a platform that can work best for you to grow. Yeah. Um, and then third, really, just got to be consistent, like, you know, it's not the one photo or the one video that is going to really help you grow. Like, yeah, that, that one photo might be amazing, but for, for, for someone to hit the follow button, they need to see that your page and your content is consistent. They can see that, okay, this is what this profile is about, yeah. and then I'll follow them. And so, like, I always tell people, like, it's quality over quantity, but then once you nail that, you can, you got to do quality, like, once you nail down quality over quantity, then you got to be quantity of quality. Yes. That is so deep. That's a bar. Bars. Okay. So, it, I, ladies, gentlemen, and gender non-binary individuals, I identify a lot with uh, Leo's story because, like I said, we met at a very crossroads time in our life. I had just, I was maybe roughly a year into New York. I just had this near-death experience. I was like, I'm going to try and figure out what it is I want to do. I was getting my MBA. And I remember I, I was talking to you. You were talking about doing this. It's 2014. 2014, I launched my podcast because I was like, I, I want to do this podcast then. And I just did. I just had my 500th episode because wow. I've never missed a week since there. And you, yeah, no, thank you so much. And it was the consistency because those early days, you were like, I don't know who's, yeah. who's doing this. But <laughs> but the funny thing was, it was right. It was like with Instagram. Podcast wasn't, you know a thing that a lot of people were, were getting there, but I felt I connected to the story. I wanted to tell stories about people from different backgrounds who are doing interesting things. And I wanted to use that to express that. So like with the second point you're saying, find your why behind that passion. That's what will drive you. And then the consistency is that I would never miss a week and never miss a week. And it's the same sort of thing that you're saying, right? You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you have to be able to look at the long picture and then be able to appreciate the moments in the journey, <laughs> uh, because that's when you're, you know, you're going to figure it out. And um, I tried different platforms, you know, I did all those things, but you will eventually find what works for you. Exactly. You, you, you just gotta try. You just gotta yeah. try. Like the resources out there. Honestly, like when we started the blog, it was just like Google how to start a blog. Go on YouTube. What is SEO marketing? Like, <laughs> literally, like the resources out there. You just have to like try it and just try different things and see what works. 
Uh, this is this is fun. This is this is so educational. Oh, I mean, you, you drop us some knowledge here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I I love it. So so, what do you? How can the audience interact with you? Where can they follow you? Where can they see your work? I'm, I'm just you know I mean, I'm curious about that. Yeah, um, you you can find me everywhere. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and my blog. It's all at Levitate Style. Levitate Style. Levitate Style. And why did you call Levitate Style? Just before we, we go. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, well, early on when I was trying to come up with a brand name, and this is a good personal branding story, I guess. Uh, you know, this is when like a lot of blogs were like men's fashion, men's style. So for me, like I, I didn't want to go that traditional route. I wanted to have a brand name that I could maybe use later on in the future. So I picked the word levitate because... It's kind of a hard word to pronounce. I, I honestly, like the first few years, people were like, levitate? Uh, uh, what? <laughs> uh, elevate? Like, but like, it reminds me of like, I, I believe it was an interview with like Oprah or somebody like that. They were like, oh, if people can't pronounce your name, that means they're going to remember even more. And so oh. that really stuck out to me. And I wanted to pick a word like levitate because it starts with L and my first name is Leo. And so that's kind of like a word letter association and then also levitate because early on when we first started when i was brainstorming uh the name one of the favorite photography that i used to do was just like a levitating shot so i would like jump up in the air but i'm still like wearing like a nice outfit and i thought like that would be a cool pose that i can do like anywhere like i can literally travel around the world do my signature levitate pose so that was like a lot of the reasoning behind why I chose the name Levitate Style. Yeah. Very smart. That's very smart. That's, 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 wow. I, I didn't even I didn't even realize that was that the <laughs> alliteration and the, the fact that, you know, if it's a difficult name to pronounce, people will uh, have a hard time. OK, well, before we go, I always ask my guests uh, my final question. That's my mission statement reframed as a question. My mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. So, Leo. How do you use your difference to make a difference? Well, you know, I just trying to tell my story, going from an immigrant kid to becoming an influencer and showing people how I've pursued my passion and turning it to my profession, you know, going from finance to fashion and doing it all through this age of social media and representing my Asian community. Yeah. I mean, that's well said, you know, finance to fashion, Immigrant to influencer. That's a book. That's a yeah. book title, Leo. You that's better a, come. You start that's writing. Something I, that's something I've been uh, wanted to work on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is that is incredible. Thank you, brother, for coming on. I mean, and reaching out and just sharing your story. I think in this time we need to hear stories like yours. And the fact that you you know you you found a lane. You stay consistent. You are the the number one influencer. Like I said, <laughs> especially within your your target demo. So. Thank you for for uh, being a beacon for all of us and just showing up. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, the pleasure is mine. And ladies, gentlemen, and gender non-binary individuals, till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 